inescapable love puns. I'm dead. <laughs> we have to stop this podcast. Well, this book causes Satanism. What is left for us to rant about? There is nothing straight about Plum Velvet. <laughs> you shouldn't have been drinking when I said that. <laughs> Monocles are impractical, but hot. I don't for a second believe that she is a straight person. I mean, I'm definitely here for bisexual Minerva McGonagall. Let's talk about <laughs> Harry Potter! Hello, and welcome to the Gaily Prophet, where it is our fourth birthday! Woo! I should have brought a noisemaker, but never mind. That wouldn't have made any sense, actually, <laughs> now that I said it out loud. But, yeah! Four years! Four! That's so long for us as individuals to commit to a single, well, a lot more than a single thing now. (laughs) One general thing, which is creating podcasts, which I think we could lump into one thing, even though, yes, it is a million tiny little things. (laughs) Yes. But I'm very proud of us. Yeah. Four, four, four down, um, four to go, ten to go, however long it's going to take us <laughs> to get through all this stuff. <sighs> uh, I mean, the Gaily Prophet, I guess, eventually has like a hard end point when mm-hmm. we hit the end of the books, but like Escape from Reality can go for as long as we want to make podcasts because we can just keep talking about whatever books we want to talk about, which is cool. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Also pretty excited that we're on book four and year four. Oh, yeah. Look at us. Mm-hmm. Timing. We'll be on book four through all of year five, too. I think <laughs> I'm not sure. It depends on if we keep doing our chapters or splitting our chapters into two episodes or not. Yeah, I guess we'll have to play that by year. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So listeners, we're just going to, I don't know, reflect. We're going to talk about stuff we're gonna like read you some cute things it's just gonna be a fun a fun time over here today for our birthday party yeah i guess we should i don't know like i start off by thanking everyone who is listening i mean this we would definitely have not continued to do this for four years if we didn't know a lot of folks were listening and like really responding positively to us being queer weirdos on the internet. Yes. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, at this point, love that equal to slash more than I do talking about the books. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, I think that feels true. I think the community that we've created that has formed around this this here podcast, at least, is definitely what motivates me to be like, yes, I I do still want to talk about Harry Potter most of the time. Yeah. And yeah, it feels real nice. It is. So, like, just, you know, we are eternally and forever grateful for every, everyone who listens, you know, even yeah. if we don't hear from you at all. we Your little numbers... In the data that we get from whatever software we get our <laughs> download data from. Wow, I really should have done this thing before I started this <laughs> sentence. But I don't know. Each and every one of you is great. That's all. Um, Definitely. And thank you so much for <laughs> being here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird to be like, let's reflect on the past year because like time <laughs> It's really weird. Did we do one of these for our third birthday? I don't remember. I think so, but I also don't totally remember because that was 20 years ago. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's like, right, it's like pandemic time is already like three years crammed into one. And then, I don't know, I spent a lot of this year on (laughs) painkillers. Because of my leg injury so i'm like extra like what is time how long ago was 2019 a decade that was a decade ago <laughs> yeah like. totally yeah maybe we should do you want to like each of us check in about sort of like our lives as individuals and then we can talk about like the podcast's life over the last year sure yeah, yeah. i mean they're pretty at least for me like pretty closely interwound since 
after I busted my knee, uh, I was, you know, started doing the podcast full time, which was unexpected, but exciting to do. And like, I mean, honestly, I think kept me from losing my entire mind because <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere. And like my mobility was uh, much changed. And so I don't know watching you know i mean we we did some other projects this year folks but like it really just kept me in a good place i would say yeah and our listener base really like stepped the fuck up when it became the case that this work that hashtag ruthless was gonna be both of our main source of income which is really just lovely i get all like warm and fuzzy inside every time i think about it yeah, no, it was it was pretty great. Because again, I know a lot of our listeners are queer weirdos and statistically not a bunch of people who have a lot of money. But thank every but honestly, thanks everyone who like donated, brought merch is our patrons. I mean, our patrons are really uh, figuratively keeping the lights on. Yeah, let's get let's jump back to patreon and money stuff later first i feel like we haven't updated folks about your leg injury situation all of that in like a really long time so do you want to do that yeah yeah i have shockingly made a like 85 percent recovery essentially um i like stopped going to pt this month and i I didn't know that yeah (laughs) Which actually was excellent timing because the PT, one of my physical therapists I really liked was going maternity leave and having her baby in January. And I'm like, the timing of this works out great because mm-hmm. you're excellent. <laughs> um, and yeah, I can like do almost everything I could do before my injury. And for folks that are not in our Patreon, I have a second part-time job where I'm on my feet doing stuff so I can continue to strengthen my janky leg (laughs) and also pet dogs, but you know. Yeah, I was about to say, you forgot to mention the most important part of that second job. (laughs) Petting a lot of dogs, official dog referees, pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. I'm just like so happy. Like when you were... Like, before you hurt your knee when you were, like, quitting your nonprofit job and were like, what do I do? I'm going to, like, go to carpentry school. Um, Listeners don't know that I was like, but Jesse, you need a job where you're petting dogs. (laughs) Don't go to carpentry school, work with animals. That's what you want. And, like, look, here you are. I know. It's pretty funny. Everyone's like, because, like, I feel like all my coworkers were like... Oh, the tiny dogs are so annoying. Or like, oh, all the like space sensitive, really reactive dogs are like a lot. And I'm like, I would much rather deal with any of those than customers, than people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, this dog is like overtired and and, like being like too like bitey. That sounds so much better than dealing with someone who's like, (laughs) like someone trying to deal with on the phone. (laughs) Like, nope. Anyway, so, yes, still doing the podcast, but also leaving my house a few days a week, which has been excellent for my mental health. And also petting all the dogs is great. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I felt that's basically how my year has gone. I mean, like, I had two surgeries this summer, so I was pretty much in the house. And then this fall was sort of like going back out into the world, but then it's winter (laughs) and I'm like, cool, back in the house. Right. But yeah, feeling good. (laughs) Only marginally worried about the upcoming icy winter, (laughs) but I got my, I got my hiking poles. I'm going to order some like ice bikes for my boots. Good. That makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to treat every day like I'm hiking. (laughs) I think that's an excellent plan. Either that or finally convinced Nicole to move out of the Midwest. <laughs> it's like, you know where it doesn't snow? <laughs> so many places. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, on that, on that note, Lark, how is, what is your year in review? <laughs> what is my year in review? So I kickstarted my tarot deck. That feels like it was so long ago. But 
Yeah, I kickstarted it in like February and early March, and then they finally arrived in early December. So that's been a lot of my year, <laughs> like sort of in waves. But um, God, I'm so glad that they're like that the Kickstarter part of it is like mostly done. I still have some people who are messaging me being like, why haven't I gotten it? And I'm like, cause you never gave me an address to send it to. And then they never respond to me. I'm like, what's happening. So I'm sure that like months down the line, there will be people who are like, hello, but mostly the yeah. Kickstarter is done. <laughs> Sorry. What were you going to say? No, I think that's pretty on um, pretty common for Kickstarters. I feel like for a bunch of things that I've started in the past, they're like, I'll always get in like a general update email where they're like, and if you haven't sent us your address, please send us your address. And it's yeah, like, I put it in like the five updates before the one that was like, they're here and I'm sending them out now. And like in that one, I was like, you have 48 hours to give me your address. You have to do it right now. And then people are still like, where is my thing? I'm like, where do you think, where am I going to get this information? <laughs> Like, I know you put it in when you put in your credit card, but believe it or not, they don't actually give me access to your credit card information. That would be so inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. And uh, listeners, you should check out our social media because I did a uh, deck unboxing for Lark's Tarot deck. If you're curious about what the deck looks like or if you just want to hear me speak do asmr for like for like 15 minutes while i talk about tara whichever totally yeah it's on our youtube channel and then it's going to be by the time you're listening to this uh it'll be on our like instagram reels as much as i loathe instagram reels i will be putting it there as well <laughs> can you put long videos there mm -hmm. huh okay i think so i think the igtv turned into reels so or maybe not. It'll be on Instagram somewhere. If if IGTV is still its own thing, then that's where it'll be. Yeah, it's all very much. I keep thinking of Reels as like fake TikTok, and I'm like Instagram. It's like very. It's like Instagram's like trying to make fetch happen, but I'm like, Come yeah, on. totally. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, also really exciting, and I feel weird about the fact that you're about to hear this from me, like on the air, but I. <laughs> Got an autism diagnosis this year. Woohoo! Thank you. So that's huge. I mean, it's we behind the scenes have been talking about that. So I'm super stoked for you. That's exciting. Thank you. It is exciting. Yeah. So that's been like, you know, a lot. It's, mm. I don't know. I feel like I'm still learning a lot and like figuring out how to like integrate that into my understanding of self. But also, it's been like, three years of me being like, mm, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, autism TikTok. I think for that, uh, there's so many rad people doing so many rad videos about what it, like the experiences of, you know, having autism. That's not just like filtered through the establishment or like whatever we're calling people who are neurotypical. I don't even know what the neurodivergent. No, people who aren't neurodivergent. Oh, yeah, neurotypical. Like, neurotypical, like, autism moms or just, like, doctors and, like, all that kind of, like, bullshit that's very much, like, but have you asked an autistic person <laughs> right. about this? So, uh, shout out. And, of course, all of the ADHD autism folks putting their experiences, because it turns out their autism and ADHD are kissing cousins. Yeah, it actually is so, like... For a really long time, I was really trying to convince myself that it was just like ADHD crossover symptoms. Um, and it was a TikTok where someone was like, ADHD and autism both cause sensory issues. But with ADHD, it's about distraction. And with autism, it's about physical pain. And that was like the moment that I was like, I need to talk to somebody. Um, and I there's this really great person in Oregon who like is autistic and like only does autism assessments and like works with like adult diagnosis and people who are not white cis men which is you know it's hard to get a diagnosis if you're not that and when I told him that that TikTok was the reason that I had like finally decided to seek out diagnosis he was like 
God bless TikTok. Like that is the <laughs> most succinct thing I have ever heard. Like I never would have thought to put it that way. And that is exactly correct. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> yeah. The importance of the, of the lived experience. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's also just really hard to get diagnoses like autism as an adult. <laughs> Because a lot of those services are, like, in school for children. Like, right. I don't know. I really want to get a, like, firm diagnosis on, like, my, like, cluster of learning disabilities. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm an adult. Where do I have to go to do that? And it seems very hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's one of those things, like, finding a therapist. It's just, like, you, like have to make a bunch of phone calls and reach out to a bunch of people which is like cool this is the opposite work of what my brain wants to do i know but i'm excited for you cheers cheers to that for sure thank you <laughs> cheersing the screen listeners uh yeah so podcast reflections shall we yeah we started a whole new podcast this we year. We did. <laughs> and we're just like adding on podcasts once a year because that's what it feels Oh my like. God. Well, we can't add another one until our flag means death is over. So like at least not for two more years, like until 2025, I guess, because they, at least the guess is that there will be three seasons of our flag means death. Yeah. Because we certainly can't do more than we're currently doing. No. No, we cannot. Even though for all of our... For everyone who is not a patron, I guess, there'll be another special drop <laughs> next in 2023. Yeah, wait. <laughs> Hang on. We'll get there. Because we should just... Let's, let's stick on the Gay Pirate okay, Podcast sorry. for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like our flag means death was just like... What a true gift of what was otherwise a very strange <laughs> and often hard year. <laughs> yes. So. I can't believe that was this year. Like, that's really hard for me to, like, hold in my brain. But, like, yes. Between Our Flag Means Death and Heartstopper, I feel like those are, like, the media entities that got me through <laughs> this year. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I think for me, just it really just, and I think I might have even said this in the Gay Pod podcast at some point, but it's sort of like there's a lot of media where queer representations was like, here are some crumbs, and then our mm -hmm. flag means death is like, our flag means death is like, here's a buffet, and I'm like, wow, I'm can't ever go back to crumbs now that I've had this buffet. Sorry, everyone, you know. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, I think even if you are not into pirates as a category, a genre, you should still watch our flag means death. It's yeah. like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, is it finally out in other countries, I assume? I think, in the, I, hope. I think in the UK, they're supposed to be getting it at the, like, this winter, I think maybe in the beginning of 2023. Why are they waiting so long? That's so rude. I don't know if it's like a weird licensing thing. And like HBO is going through a very shitty media merger, which might also be holding things up. True. But there's always being a real pirate. <laughs> which yes. normally, uh, I think probably for just legality's sake, we don't necessarily say often on air, but... That is an option that is available <laughs> avail available to you. <laughs> yeah, I, for real. And like, I think it's whenever it comes out in your country, even if you have already um, watched it by being a pirate, um, watch it again, just so that those numbers are there being like, yes, give this to us. But like, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think everyone who watches it once wants to watch it again. So... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I want to come out on DVD so I can own it. Yes. So there's not, if for whatever reason, HBO is like, this show isn't available anymore. I can still be like, well, I'll just be in my house with my DVDs. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So Hot Pirate Summer, it happened. It was so fun. 
we thought we were going to have like a summer break. That is not what ended up happening <laughs> at all. <laughs> but um, just taking the summer to just like talk about unproblematic media like it just takes so much less brain power to talk about our flag means death because even when we're talking about like the things that are fucked up they're fucked up on purpose and like they're fucked up thoughtfully and it's supposed to be that way like we don't have to talk about authorial intent yeah because they knew what they were doing and they like did it on purpose it's so nice yeah and there's a good range of diversity to be like great this i am very satisfied with the with the kinds of people and the kinds of stories that are being told here yeah which is not often the case right <laughs> yes <sighs> um yeah so if you are like if you haven't listened to the gay pirate podcast even if you haven't watched our flag means death which like do but if you don't have hbo you can't get a login from someone and you don't want to pirate it for some reason like just listen to the podcast anyway because you like listening to us talk and like jesse does really great summaries at the beginning of every episode and i don't know i listen to like movie podcasts where people are talking about movies that i've never seen and i'm like i don't need to watch this movie i just want to hear you guys talk about it <laughs> so. yeah i definitely do that for movies that i know i'm not gonna watch where i'm yeah. like i'm probably not gonna watch this so it's fine <laughs> yeah and sometimes those conversations make me watch a movie like my other brief hyperfixation of the year the birds of prey movie which i watched because i listened to an episode of you are good where they talked about it and i was like sold that sounds Excellent. Also, why I watched Thor Ragnarok, another great decision. So, <laughs> oh, I still need to watch that. I don't know why. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. Listen, Jesse, the first scene of that movie is one of the Chris's real hot abs out having this like fight scene with a fire demon to a Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> it is one of the best things. I was like the grin on my face. <laughs> was like you have no idea it's so it's great you should watch it you should definitely watch it yeah yeah i think i think what it was is i was gonna watch it with my brother we were gonna like skype while we watched it together so maybe we should do that mm-hmm. but yeah uh it was a very good year for uh our dear friend taika watiti <laughs> mm-hmm. who is in our flag means death and is now somehow everyone's baby girl along with reese darby <laughs> as uh taika waititi likes to say every chance he gets he's a queer icon so. <laughs> <laughs> which i feel like some people on the internet were making fun of him about but it's like mm, some of y'all want to call want to claim queer icons for people who are garbage <laughs> so at least taika waititi is feeding us beautiful queer representation and like my new obsession slash gender identity, Edward Blackbeard Teach. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, and you. So you sprinkled some hints in earlier about a podcast-related thing that's coming up this year. Do you want to do the big reveal? I do want to do the big reveal. So, in 2023, we are going to start making our queer buffy podcast we are the gayers available on a public feed Woo! Woo! yes it is still going to be coming out on the patreon schedule that it is currently out on which means patreon supporters will be two years ahead of the people listening on the public feed so patrons don't be like no this is our special thing um, it's still your special thing. You will be getting episodes two years early. So <laughs> that's still very, very special, I think. But we will be, you know, starting from our episode one, which is season four, episode one of Buffy. We will be releasing it as a public podcast. Yes. And um, for those who are not aware, we started with season four because it is both Lark and I's favorite season of Buffy, which is somehow a controversial take um (laughs) even though i'm like i feel like half the episodes in every like best buffy episode top 10 are in season four 
Exactly. As as one reason. But if you but you know, if you want to hear us uh in more detail gush about how great season four is, you gotta start listening to uh We Are the Gayers. Yeah. Um and also to be clear, we started with season four and now we're doing season two. We're not doing the seasons in order. So don't be like, oh no, but you skipped seasons two and three, which are great. We did not. We did not skip them. We have not talked about them. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're doing this in order of the seasons that Lark and I like the most. So yep. uh put in your, your guesses now about what our what the third season of We're the Gayers will be about. So Yeah, so I chose season four and then Jesse chose season two. So I'm choosing the next one. These are Season four is collectively our favorite season, but from here we're going every other season we're we're trading off who chooses. Yeah. Um, so yes, you can you can put in your guesses about what the order will be with with that knowledge in mind that the next the next one will be chosen by me. So yeah, so well, yeah, we'll be doing this for a good a good long while. Um, Eleven years. I did the math one time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's been like 10, it's been like 13 or 14 years since I first watched Buffy and I still want to talk about it. So I'm sure another 11 years, I'm still going to be like, yes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it'll take that long because episodes come out monthly on the full moon. Because have you heard anything better than that, dear listener? No, you haven't. What's better <laughs> being like oh where's the moon in the sky i wonder if it's gonna be we are the gayers day soon. <laughs> or vice versa then you'll know when it's the full moon is when our episodes come out true and i guess if there's ever a bloom whenever the next blue moon is we'll have to do two a month i guess yeah that's true so yeah so uh some exciting things happening next next year this year whenever this comes out <laughs> comes out on the 10th uh some exciting things happening this year which you're ever excited about. Yeah, and I guess sort of speaking of Patreon, um, we are like, we just got another $3 patron today. Hello, thank you. Which I think we're like 30, $30 away from being exactly halfway to our like, let's make a living wage for doing this point. Yes. Yeah, which is incredible right now between patreon and like our sticker club is the other like really reliable source of income because it's like a set amount every month the stickers how much they cost varies depending on if they're sparkly or not and how big they are and stuff like that but like you know there's a it's a great way for folks to support us who maybe don't want to join patreon or like can't join patreon um, so between those two things, I think we're right now making around, what, like $12 an hour, something like that. Um, our goal is $25 an hour. And even just where we are right now is like incredible. You know, we're both paying, Jesse is paying the rent in her relationship i'm paying the mortgage in my relationship with the money that we make from this podcast which is fucking cool yeah no so yeah in in transparency if you want to know where your uh patreon money is going <laughs> it is mm-hmm. keeping your hosts housed <laughs> yeah and i think maybe people love it when we're financially transparent so I kind of want to talk about that, especially for folks who listened to our our um, last episode, the one with uh, Chuck Tingle, because we talked a little bit about like capitalism at the end and how it's like weird to be an anti-capitalist artist who's like talking all the time about people paying you. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that one of the things that I feel best about and that people seem really interested in is the way that we like divvy money based on like where each of us are in life so like when jesse hurt her knee and was like out of work i at that point started just keeping like the amount that i need to pay my mortgage and then the rest of the money that we were making went to jesse 
Um, right now, one of my dogs has cancer and I'm have a lot of like vet bills and stuff like that. And so now the reverse is happening. Jesse's keeping rent money and I am keeping the rest of it all keeping. <laughs> it's briefly passing through my bank account before going to the vet. Uh, but it's, I don't know. I, I think that's like, that's what anti-capitalism looks like as, you know, even in the context of being like, give us money. It's like, yes, but what are you doing with that money? And like, why do you need that money? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And I feel like also just the sense of reciprocity um, in sort of the way that we're looking at what is essentially our wages is also like very radical feeling because like the way that capitalism is sort of set up it's like you make a salary wage you make an hourly wage and like both of those things mean like different kind of stuff and how people are viewing like the time that they put into work and like what they're getting back and i think for this it's like you know while the like amount of work that i do varies like i don't feel like i don't feel like i'm giving up money when you're like hey i gotta pay these vet bills i'm just like cool great like this is a thing we do for each other like this is you know i don't like like a gift because that seems kind of weird but it does just seem kind of like we're like supporting one another in yeah, a way that like to each according to their needs <laughs> we're supporting one another in a like non-hierarchical way that right. is just it's refreshing and it's like such a different strategy than like, I mean, any of the other, any of my other jobs or even my current job where it's like, I show up to work and they give, they give me money for the work that I am doing. And I'm, you know, if I don't show up because I am exhausted or I'm sick, then they're just like, sucks to be you, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think actually that's a really good point because when I say $25 an hour, I am using that as like a breakdown as if we were each working 40 hours a week because like a living wage is determined based on the idea that you're working a 40 hour work week. Neither of us are capable of working a 40 hour work week. The amount that each of us works varies from week to week, depending on like where we're at. I have been working very little the past like two or three weeks because I have been too sad about my dog dying and like i think that i think that that's how it should be right like we work as much as we are able to and as much as we you know quote unquote have to to be able to like put out what we're doing into the world um but it's not actually like an hourly it's i mean i guess it's a a salary like we're working towards each of us making forty thousand dollars a year is the goal yeah um we both live in cities it's an expensive world i know that that is maybe more than a living wage in some places and probably much less than a living wage in other places um i don't know if it actually is a living wage in portland but like i feel like I feel like 40k a year is like not a living wage outside of I feel like the south and the midwest where the living expenses are much less than like on the coasts like you know really the coast of the any of the coasts in the countries in this country honestly like even places like Florida like Louisiana like Texas like I'm like cities are on coasts cities are expensive you know yeah so yeah and yeah obviously like we're just constantly like reassessing and like talking about where we're at with money and like figuring out what feels best to us and we'll always (laughs) we'll always share that with you listeners when i have the time and energy to do a bunch of math and then make a bunch of slides so (laughs) that's usually two to three times a year (laughs) yeah but i think it is also nice to talk about it in like interviews and stuff i feel like so where it's just kind of like not talking about money benefits people who are in charge of the means of production (laughs) yeah sorry someone in 
Discord was like commenting on our conversation with Chuck about and about like being anti-capitalist capitalist. And it's kind of like, if you don't, if you're not controlling like a means of production, it's sort of like what we are doing with our podcast is much different than like, say what Spotify is doing with podcast and music. Like they are controlling a means of production, essentially, you know, sort of like traditional publishing does with like physical books Mm -hmm. so and yeah it's just such a weird conversation because i feel like it's much easier to be like well if you guys are anti-capitalist why are you asking for money versus questioning like why isn't there a universal basic income or why is spotify making a bajillion dollars and like paying musicians literal pennies and paying podcasters nothing at all even though we are creating yeah, content. Spotify is making money on our work. Yeah. We don't get, <laughs> get so upset about that. Yeah, we don't get any fucking money from Spotify or like any podcast platforms, even though podcast platforms make money for like Apple and Google Play and Spotify and wherever other I don't well, even know. People don't have subscriptions for Apple. No one's paying Apple to access That's true. podcasts, unlike Spotify, where you pay them every month or you pay them by listening to their ads to listen to our podcasts, which we don't get any money for. Stop listening to us on Spotify. <laughs> as cute as Spotify wrapped is, remember that they stole that from a black lady intern who did, also did not get enough uh, oh, I don't know this story. Oh, what? yeah. Oh, my God. There was so, uh, however many years ago, there was this uh, young black woman who worked at Spotify as an intern and proposed Spotify wrapped as a thing that they could do. And then they took that idea and have been doing it ever since. But she's like, doesn't get the recognition about it. She like, I saw that from her like actual Twitter account. I should pull up her name because now I'm just like some lady who did that. But We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Spotify is cute, but it's an, another idea stolen by someone who created it. And Spotify's like, cool, great. We're going to profit off that. And then like, I don't even know if she even works at Spotify anymore. <laughs> I know she had the internship. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's so fucked up. And also like, so easy to believe, especially of a company that like pays Joe Rogan an unconscionable amount of money. So... As opposed to deplatforming, <laughs> right? So yes. yeah, just some other considerations about you know where where to where to put your uh, critical eyes on capitalists. It's people who are in charge of shit like spa. <laughs> yeah, and I will constantly plug title as an alternative for your music listening. You can't listen to podcasts there, at least not yet, but. Um, they pay artists more than any other place that you can listen to music, and they now have a free option. So if you're using Spotify with ads as your listening choice right now, you can now do Tidal with ads and give your money to Beyonce and Rihanna and also other people, but those are the ones I care about the most. So Yeah, I'm like, I'd much rather give my money to Beyonce than anyone else. <laughs> right, exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh... What an unexpected tangent that we just went on. <laughs> what? It was great. This is going to be such a good episode. <laughs> it is. Uh, we're so brilliant. I know. Yeah, and like, what? This is the this is the venue to my brilliance because I was realistically never going to work for NPR, as was much childhood dream as a childhood. Oh, we cute. Should've... <laughs> Uh, yes, listen, if anyone else grew up listening to NPR as a child, maybe you two were like, man, I really wish I could have an NPR show, <laughs> which seems cool. Uh, start a podcast. <laughs> yep. Uh, cause NPR is run by a bunch of old white people. <laughs> True. They're trying, but still. Jumping back to Patreon, another thing that has been, like, weirdly exciting for me this year is reading The Princess Bride out loud for our patrons. I don't know why, but this is, like, one of the parts of my week that brings me the most joy, is just, like, sitting alone in my office reading out loud. Um, And people really love it, which is great, because it gives me incentive to keep going. Tomorrow, as of this recording, which we're doing on December 29th, I'm releasing the final 
installment, part 20 or 21, one of those. And it's like seven hours of Princess Bride that's up for people to listen to. But like whenever I'm like trying to work and I can't focus and I'm like, I need to work today, I can just like take 45 minutes to read The Princess Bride for a while and when I'm done with that, I'm like, cool, I can edit some more now. It's like this really nice thing for me. So I'm really glad that it's also really nice for our patrons who like tell me that they fall asleep listening to me read, which is so cute. I just love it. Oh my God, I do love that. That is probably one of the best things about audiobooks, I find, at least for me, is that like, even though I'm like also engaged with the book, I'm like, man, I can't wait to hear... Peter Capaldi read Watership Down and so I'm just gonna put it on and I'm gonna go to sleep <laughs> yep I um I only listen to the podcast LeVar Burton reads when I take a bath it's like my ritual mm-hmm. and it's really it's really great I'm just like find one that's like 35 minutes long and I'm like that's how long I'm gonna stay in the bath and just listen to LeVar Burton read me a story it's so nice <laughs> So. I know. I'm like, I'm like, it's like, right. It's like for millennials and maybe people Gen X, it's like, wow, you're still reading us, like reading to us, LeVar Burton. What, what a like, what a treasure of a person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, well, I look forward to what you're going to potentially read next. I have to think about it because I, you know, William Goldman is dead. So like, I don't feel bad about not having gotten copyright permission to read it because i'm like i don't really care about paying your publishing company to like get permission to read this out loud so i feel like i want to stick with dead authors or like really small alive authors that like would answer an email from me and be like yeah do that you don't need to pay me anything (laughs) so for now i'm probably just gonna stick with dead authors is my my plan i bet uh i bet uh our i bet our good friend chuck tingle would let you read the first harriet porper book That's true. Evan also suggested doing a Chuck Tingle book. And I was like, that is, I feel like much less sort of universally approachable for our patrons than something like The Princess Bride. Because like, not everyone wants to hear like, erotica. That's fair. That is fair. Though I do have a dream because Chuck Tingle does some audiobooks and I need to like send him an email and be like, hi, I'm good at reading out loud. Do you next time you're doing a trans tingler audiobook you should hit me up because i will read it for you that'd be so cool i know um Um, anyway (laughs) yeah i feel like there's a lot of maybe childhood favorite books that are by authors who are already dead and maybe or slash you're like wouldn't feel bad about really uh skirting those copyright laws (laughs) right so i don't know yeah, I'm leaning towards this book that no one has ever read but me called The More Child that I have a line from tattooed on my body because it was like one of my earliest like gender feelings books. So I've literally never heard about this book. Yeah. And I've read a lot of weird, obscure children's books from like the mid-century. It's, it's great. You will very much enjoy hearing me read it out loud if that's the one that I go yes. with. Yeah, I've actually I've been actually been waiting for you to finish the Princess Bride before I started listening to it. Fair. So tomorrow you can start tomorrow. Very excited to I must have put it on my iPod. What year is this? Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Imagine you had an iPod that still turned on. That would be incredible. Actually I do. Do you? <laughs> do. Holy shit. I have like an iPod that I brought used like way after everyone was like, I just have my music on my iPhone. <laughs> and then I have one that I didn't buy at a thrift store, but I had brought a used Game Boy Advance and there was like a little iPod shuffle just like tucked into the case. And I'm like, cool. And, and Nicole's like, why do you care? This is so old. I'm like, it's so cool. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love that. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, gosh. Um, Let's see. What else? We are roughly 50,000 downloads away from a million. That is so cool. (laughs) So many people have heard our voice, which is wild. 
I know. If everyone listening to this right now tells one friend, convinces one friend to listen, like we could hit a million by the end of the month. Like it is, it's so close. I can taste it. It's so fucking cool. I know. Yeah. And for those of you wondering, we will still not have ads. (laughs) Once we hit those million downloads. Never. Never ever. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be wild and free here over (laughs) hashtag ruthless. Yep. Yeah. Should we talk about the scoundrel slash talking about Harry Potter? Yeah, we can do that for a little bit. (laughs) For just a brief moment. Yeah, and then you could read some of the, maybe the letters. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, I think that's a good order. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the scoundrel in Harry Potter. She's been very scoundrelly this year. She sure has. And we will just, and if you want more info about that, we're just gonna, I mean, now that we're up, we do update our guide to firing JKR and there are some receipts there, but I mean, she basically blatantly was like, say whatever you want about me as I sleep in my mountain of gold. So. Yeah. And that's like, okay, well then I guess we're just going to keep saying it's your uh, garbage, uh, garbage person. Yeah. So it's like constant, I feel like now, just chronically, she's just done something terrible like every week. And I, in particular, have been having a hard time like wanting to talk about Harry Potter. I think that it's important for people like us to talk about Harry Potter and to like be loud voices in the conversation. And I don't want to stop making the Gaily Prophet listeners, as I've said, like one of one of my dogs is just is dying right now. Um I'm it's making me very emotionally uh you know not well so every time it's been time for us to talk about or like make a gaily prophet episode lately i've been like can we do something else (laughs) for the last month so just i don't know we were talking about it earlier we might just make some more like one-off episodes about like shared interests that we have um just for a little while, just until I'm like in a better headspace and feel more able to get in a, I don't know, able to like be excited to talk about chapters of, of Harry Potter. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we've definitely received comments and emails when folks listen to our other podcasts where it's like, wow, it's nice to hear you guys like feel like upbeat and happy about talking about a piece of media. And just to let, I mean, just to be honest, that that's really part of it. Like there are definitely days where it's like, doesn't even feel good or right to continue to talk about this product that the scoundrel created and to continue to make it, relevant you know when it's like the best thing that could happen is that the scoundrel fades into obscurity and like i don't know the dream would be heard to redistribute all of her disgusting dragon wealth but yeah no one's doing anything about that so oh well. i mean the thing is that that harry potter is is too big for that to happen at this point which is like why i think it's important for people like us to keep talking about it because if everyone who thinks that what she's doing is disgusting stops talking about it, then only the people who either are oblivious or support her will be talking about it. But like, here's the thing that I was thinking about the other day is that I think that, so I do like a lot of crossword puzzles. Like I fall asleep doing crossword puzzles on my phone. And I think that crossword puzzle answers are like a really good litmus for like what is so widely entrenched in the cultural zeitgeist that they expect basically everyone to in some way have access to the answer right Mm -hmm. harry potter clues are incredibly common (laughs) like 
There was one recently that was like Hogwarts professor and it was Sprout. Like it wasn't Snape. It wasn't Dumbledore. It was Sprout. Wow. Right. And that's so I feel like being like, let Harry Potter fade into obscurity is like saying let Superman fade into obscurity. Yeah. It, like it's yeah. T- it's too yeah. much now. Like we people not talking about it will do nothing to make it fade into obscurity you know yeah it's also interesting because okay i've been seeing conversations on and off about james cameron's avatar movies and how despite being so much money to make and like having made a decent amount in the theaters has basically left no cultural impact Mm -hmm. it's the the quintessential forgot buster. Yeah. And, you know, people who are trying to defend it be like, no, I mean, like, it's in the cultural zeitgeist. And it's like, no, it is not. Like, I couldn't name a character from Avatar. Everyone is just like those weird blue alien cat things, you know? And, right. If it came up in a crosswalk puzzle, you'd be like, why is it so fucking hard? Like, I don't know shit about anything from Avatar, you know? Right. I've never, I've never seen an Avatar clue. Not even once. I mean, I feel like I don't... I mean, despite the, like, the first thing with the weird, like, having sex hair braiding thing, like, there aren't really memes about it. Like, there isn't... You don't see it referenced in other media, which I think, for me, uh, I love a self... I love a referential media thing, you know? But you don't necessarily see those come up, I don't know, in Bob's Burgers. You don't see it coming up in, like, online skits. Or in, I don't know, books and like other like te- like there is there is there like an Avatar like me- theme music video? No, there is not. <laughs> I've right, not exactly. I've not seen it. Is anyone doing like sneakers or like streetwear about it? The fuck they're not. But all of a sudden you could definitely say about Harry Potter, you know? Right. People know their Hogwarts houses who have never read the books or seen the movies. Yeah. You know. And as much as I think to myself that it would be nice if that happened. Yeah, it's like it's not going to. And so it's sort of like, yeah. Like what we're, the way that we're talking about it is good. It is just sometimes heavy (laughs) to be like, all right, back to the cat food mines to talk about Harry Potter. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, right. Everything that I've just said is true. And also it's... Right. It's sometimes just like really hard because I do want our show to be joyful. And like, I don't want people to be like, wow, this sounds like two people who hate Harry Potter talking about Harry Potter because we don't hate Harry Potter. We hate JK Rowling. And I want to be able to like, be stoked about the parts of Harry Potter that made it so that I have read it hundreds of times, you know? Yeah. And when... Like, the things that she's doing feel so heavy. Like, setting that aside to let Harry Potter exist on its own, right? As a thing that is bigger than its author can be, is just more difficult. Yeah, I think if she was, I think if she was an author who was dead, that would be easier. But since she's alive and, like, constantly in the I mean, essentially just, like, saying fucked up shit in public constantly. It's just, yeah, it's much harder just to be like... Or, like, not hard. It's just, like, kind of impossible to be like, all right, well, we're just not going to think about her because it's just like... Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I don't even have, like, a Google alert set up for her. I know when she's done something fucked up when I log into our Instagram account and our guide has been shared, like, a bunch of times that day... I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) what am I going to find when I look her up today? Yeah, I think I follow enough queer people who are like in like in media on Twitter, which is just like sort of like everyone's gone home. But the like weird latchkey kids, (laughs) it's kind of the vibe (laughs) of Twitter right now. Uh but even it's still kind of like whenever she does something fucked up it's like i see like i see it on twitter i'm like oh god (laughs) yeah anyway the moral of the story is that until 
were able to talk about it joyfully um consistently like the episodes about harry potter might be sporadic but we will be putting out episodes things that we brainstormed earlier uh doctor who star trek the next generation potentially wednesday maybe heartstopper uh i've been wanting to do an episode about encanto since last year oh yeah we did talk about that yeah so like we'll we'll be doing something and putting it in your ears and it will be nice for you to listen to regardless of if you know the media that we are talking about because we are fun and interesting and charming and listening to us talk is nice yeah and i'm sure you really want our opinions about all of the pixar movies about uh intergenerational trauma (laughs) because i sure do because they've been great (laughs) oh my god wait have i told you this um when nicole jesse's wife was proofreading my my tarot guidebook the like intro thing one of the things that in it is like under the bed tarot is what happens when a pisces sun scorpio moon and rising creates a tarot deck and she was like i don't know what the fuck this means i don't know if you care that i don't know what it means but like just so you know i don't know what this means and i texted her back and was like i just saw a tiktok where they were doing the astrology or the zodiac signs as pixar movies (laughs) and pisces was inside out and scorpio was coco does that help and she was like yes (laughs) i understand exactly what that means now Right? (laughs) It's also the perfect description of my tarot. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about before we do these? I don't think so. Cool. Do you want to read this letter? Uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to uh, drop into the into the chat, I will do that. So, all that being said, we're definitely going to keep doing this podcast, even if occasionally maybe it's an episode about Doctor Who or Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, and I just kind of want to read you a letter, a sort of example about why we're not going to stop making this podcast. I mean, probably as a giant, like, two, like, giant middle fingers to scoundrel JKR, um, but also because of stuff like this. I've been listening to Hashtag Ruthless Productions for quite a long time, and every single episode has made me feel comforted at home and seen. I'm a trans non-binary kid who has a fucking lot to carry with this state of the world as it is, and hearing both of your voices makes me feel like it's not that bad and I can make it. Lark, I am so grateful that I can see such an incredible trans adult being loud about who they are. You and Jesse inspire me and make me feel loved, something queer youth need, and deserve so much more of. I've been in a big state of depression, anxiety, and the dreaded dysphoria for such a long time. And now I have to spend Easter with my Senate family who don't understand so much about who I am. But coming to your podcast means I can be around people who are like me, something I so rarely get in real life. I can be around people who validate the deepest parts of what of what makes me who I am and people who love those parts. I am made to feel so shameful and ugly because of my queerness, being in a world where people, so many people, hate and hurt people like us for who we are and the pain that it causes will probably never go away but i can always come to you and for that i will be eternally grateful yeah i know (laughs) and so that listeners is why we're gonna keep making this here podcast because this world is a fucking dumpster fire for trans folks and trans youth who are especially vulnerable and so also giant middle finger fuck you to every lawmaker adult making trans folks you know feel smaller than they are like fuck them yeah yeah and this i mean i had to pick one well i didn't have to pick one letter but i wanted to pick only one letter because time and but like we there were several like this that i could have that I could have pulled and like every single one of them I have cried when I've read it when we first received it it feels it feels so so good to be 
doing this work and to be creating this space. Um, yeah. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep doing it for you. Yeah. Um, and then I have, I pulled one review per podcast to close us out. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here we go. So as you all know, actually we love when you leave us reviews, particularly on Apple podcasts, because that's where a lot of people listen and people look at reviews to decide whether or not they want to listen it's really helpful for there to be people gushing about the podcast when folks go there to decide if this is a thing they want to look at. They also look at how many reviews and ratings there are for a show. So like the more five-star ratings and reviews, the more likely people are to listen, the more likely our community is to grow and, you know, financial stability, bringing all of the things that we've talked about together. Reviews are very helpful. And at this rate, there are more people who are like, actually, I'm real queer. <laughs> actually, yes. I'm trans. And like, so if nothing else, you two can be furthering the queer agenda by leaving <laughs> us a review. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, okay, so here is a lovely recent review of The Gaily Prophet from another happy Hufflepuff. If you want to listen to a Harry Potter-themed podcast with lots of queer content and a critical lens, including roasting JKR, this is the one for you. This is my safe space. I love the hosts, Lark and Jesse. They have made me laugh out loud on the bus. P.S. They also have like five other podcasts you should check out as well. (laughs) Thank you. Another happy Hufflepuff. I chose this one because I was like, I really appreciate you helping us spread the word that we make too many podcasts. We sure do. (laughs) Um, Here is one for Escape from Reality, which I think we meant to be like, hey, read Carry On and go listen to Escape from Reality as part of this episode. So I guess that's me doing that now. Yeah, if you're looking for a thing that is in a lot of, in many ways, better than Harry Potter uh, and shorter, uh, you should definitely read Carry On. Um, There are three books uh, that are all a good size. You could read them all back to back. And there's even a bonus post-canon story that just came out recently that we still need to read and talk about. Yep. And yeah, the author isn't actively trying to make the world a worse place. So, And it's canonically queer. And it's canonically queer. Yeah. And uh, they have a character who is definitely a better version of Ron. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a better version of the Ron, I should say. The Ron, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's an Escape from Reality review from Timo Newton. Hashtag Ruthless Productions has given me back my love of reading after a literal decade of being unable to physically read books. Starting with Harriet Porber, as recommended on their other podcast, The Gaily Prophet, I then went on to read the three Simon Snow books so I could partake in more Lark and Jesse discussions. Rediscovering my love of reading feels like a good step toward finding myself after losing a big part of who I am after having kids. Thank you, hashtag Ruthless Productions. You are, in a word, exquisite. I know. It's so good. I don't know if I've seen that one. Jessie put her hand to her heart. Oh. Uh, also, audio books for folks that are also burnt out on literally reading. I guess I haven't listened to the carry-on audiobooks. I don't know what they sound like, but... Your local library is a good resource for a reason. Audiobooks are reading. They count. Yes. Um, and yeah, check it out at your local library. Um, or recommend your local library get the Simon Snow series. Because uh, that's what libraries are there for. And if no one else in your community supports queer people, it's definitely going to be the librarians. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, okay, so here's one from the Gay Pirate Podcast from Bella Donnellan. <laughs> I adore the hashtag Ruthless Podcasts. They're funny, queer, feminist, and really attentive to the issues of race and colonialism. Okay, I know that could make this show sound boring, but it isn't. Their genuine joy for this show and what it does is a delight in every episode. Stop reading this and just listen. That's such a good one. I know. I love that they're like, look, 
Look, I know. Talking about things from a critical lens sounds like it might be boring. But no, they're fucking great. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like trying to think of like a metaphor. And I feel like it's like, I don't know. But like college feminist theory class had class clowns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That sure. That sounds great. I don't know. I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm into it. Um, And then I did pull a bonus one. This one is so great that we actually like put it on Instagram when we got it because this is such a fucking great review. It was left on the escape from reality feed or whatever it's from amanda hug and kiss the third um (laughs) chef's kiss on that username yeah it says jesse brings the feminist truth lark has a sexy voice what's not to like it should be that should be our bias for a few when we We go when we get to make shirts (laughs) (laughs) oh we should make sure we totally should make shirts Oh my god. Um, closing thoughts. Uh, I'm so excited for folks to listen to We Are the Gayers when we drop that. Um, it's such a fun time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, fingers crossed that we do some more cool stuff with Chuck Tingle in 2023. We will. No matter what, it's like an obligation now. Once a year, we have to talk talk to Chuck Tingle, which is one of my favorite parts of making. Honestly, it is such an unexpected delight of a like bonus where it's like, oh man, yeah, Chuck Tingle, and you know, in uh, five years, and there's like successful movies from his his writings, we can be like, we were at the ground floor about how fucking rad and genuine <laughs> Chuck Tingle is as a human being. Um, we should um we should ask him to he probably already has one but if he doesn't we should ask him to write a pirate tingler and then we can read that and talk about it on the gay pirate feed that would be so good we should check his back catalog i'm sure he doesn't already have one but yes Uh, right that's why i was like there probably is one because there's like 500 tinglers so we'll look into that anyway thank you all so much for listening Find us upon the internet. Join our Patreon if you can. Join our sticker club if you can't. Leave us a review. Stuff. Happy birthday. (laughs) Happy four-year anniversary to us. Once again, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, get excited for year five of uh, Hashtag Ruthless. (laughs) Whee!